Thank you so much, Pastor. All right, hi, good morning, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Good to see you guys. Uh, get me just get all set up. Aha. Okay. Here we go. Okay, great. What time is it? All right. Let me just a bit short, huh? I guess it doesn't really. It does? Oh, yeah, never mind. It's okay. Okay, hi, everybody. Hi, the BB, the BB boys. Uh, my name is Isaac. I'm Isaac Ong. Uh, I'm 30 this year. I am from the other side of Singapore. Every time we come to the West, we're like, Ugh. And then I'm from the East, so that's really far. Uh, I came here, and I was driving past here, and I saw a chicken crossing the road, literally. You have a chicken around here. I'm like, oh, this only happens in the West, yo. So, <laughs> greetings, fellow Singaporeans. Uh, I'm from uh, Emmanuel Assembly of God Church. We're at Upper East Coast Road. Uh, I run the youth ministry there. Um, and as well, as, uh, as Pastor mentioned, uh, I also run a humanitarian company uh, where we do works in Asia. And one of the uh, places that we really help out a lot is Batam because that's 30 minutes away. It's faster for me from Singapore to Batam than Tampines to Jukun. And, and for your church, it's even closer. There's no real reason why we shouldn't be blessing the nations around us because God has called us to be the Antioch of Asia, to go and bring His good news, to make disciples of all nations. Um, and that's uh, uh, kind of what I do. Um, as well as I joined a couple of singing things, uh, and I'll share a little bit more about my story. Uh, but I'm so excited to be here, the BB Boys. I've ne- I was never part of the Boys' Brigade. Uh, I've never had enough guts to go and join people standing in the sun with uniform. Uh, but I joined, do you know this program called Royal Rangers? Sounds like Power Rangers, right? It's called Royal Rangers. It's kind of the same thing, uh, uniform group, and we do a couple of things and all that. Um, and, uh, but I had a lot of friends in Boys' Brigade. Uh, they loved it. They went crazy for it. They would come to me like, Isaac, I'm so tired. Uh. I don't know why we keep doing this. Uh. And I'm like, hey, why you still jog? I don't know. It's just, I'm just there. But I believe it's like God telling you to stay. And I bet you've learned a lot. And a lot of my friends, they actually learn a lot. Uh, they're better prepared for army. They're better prepared for life. They grow so much uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, maybe for the new boys. You, you guys are the second one, boys? Yeah, I guess you guys are going to learn so much more through the years as you remain faithful, you don't give up, and you go like, hey, what can I learn from the officers? What can I learn from the Christian uh, education teachers? What else can I learn? God, what are you putting in my heart? Uh, Today, I want to share a little bit uh, what God has put on my heart. Uh, I prepared some slides, everything and all that, and this week while praying, God says, I just want you to tell them one thing. I'm like, but God, I prepared 20 slides. It's like, no, just share one thing from uh, my heart today, and I was like, okay, Um, and he just says, would you tell the BB boys and everybody here, because it's not by chance that we're all here today, um, would you tell them to not fear? And so the word I'm going to bring to you today is the word, do not fear, is the phrase, do not fear. Now, if you read the Bible, right, the Bible actually right, has many commands, a lot of commands telling us, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Be strong and courageous. Uh, I can pick a few. Uh, I wrote it down here, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you may go. The Lord your God is with you wherever you may go. This is not poetry. This is not like, oh, nice phrasing. Like, you go and tell the girl, hey, girl, you know, I love you, right? All the way till we die. You know, I love you, mom, mom. No, this is legitimate. You have a God, right, that is so stalkerish. 
What do you mean by he's a stalker? The Word of God says, right, he knows the number of hair on your head. How many of you have lovers that will go, one, two, two thousand, two? The God we serve, right, is so insane about us, right? He loves us so much, right? He knows the number of hair on your head. It says, right, when you go to bed, you know he doesn't sleep? I know that's freaky stuff right there. But I think parents would know this. Parents, you've been guilty before, of the younger crowd here. But parents, you've been guilty before when your child is sleeping. Even if he's 15 or 16 years old, you would just look over him at the bed. Oh, my baby boy. I know this because I've got an Indian mother. My mother just doesn't care, okay? I'm half Chinese, half Indian. My mother would just come in the middle of the night and she would just stare at me. And sometimes I wake up, I mean, sometimes she's praying, you know, and she'll pray in tongues, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, mother, what are you doing, you know? I'm half Indian, right? So, and, and, and it's dark. And I'm like, mom, please. Uh, only I can say that because I'm half Indian. You full Chinese cannot say such jokes, okay? You'll be massacred. Um, um, but I, I see that, I see that kind of love uh, from a parent. And you know what? The Word of God says, right, God is a father, and He loves us incredibly, and He watches over you. Now, you might go, Isaac, but I've heard so much about Jesus and God, and maybe I'm very repulsed by the idea of that. Uh, even among my friends today, um, a vulgarity is no longer a vulgarity. The four-letter bad word is not as bad as the word Jesus. When you say it, like, you know, you throw all these vulgarities, and I was like, ah, oh, ha, 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 so funny. And then you say the word Jesus, oh, hey, don't know, don't know, shh, 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 shh. Like, I said something wrong. But you know, the Word of God says God is love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And Jesus and God is love. He truly is. And today, um, you know, God wants to do not be afraid for I am with you. Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 16 says this, Be strong and courageous. Everyone say strong and courageous. It says do not fear or be in dread because God is with you. Say God is with you. Me. So I said, okay, God. But I'm sure the BB boys are quite brave, right? Are you brave? Not yet, this one. Okay. <laughs> now you're brave. You're brave for being honest. Um, and I said, okay, okay. So I did do my homework because I don't really know BB really well. So Google is awesome when you're in doubt. After you pray, God, tell me what's going on. You go to Google. Hey, you know, I don't understand this scripture and there's tons of things that you can learn. So I Googled, what does the logo of the BB boy mean, you know? And then I went to search it up, and I was like, God, you are so good. And I read up uh, from your website, bbboys or something.sg, and, um, and, and it says the anchor, right, stems from Hebrews chapter 6, verse what? Oh, give me... Whoa! Whoa, chill. What's, what's your name? Brian. Brian deserves a batch of uh, what? Is there a batch? <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting. Okay, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, so good. It says this, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor. And for some of you going, hey, what's this cross, uh, you know, deformed cross? It's not, it's an anchor, okay? The anchor of a soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break under whatever pressure. Listen to this, this is the amplified version. It says, right, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor for the soul, right? It cannot slip and it cannot break under whatever pressure bears upon it. It is safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the holy presence of God dwells. 
this anchor that you wear, this emblem, this logo, this symbol, right, represents, right, the steadfastness, the sureness, the faithfulness, this hope, this confidence, assurance we have in Christ. That under whatever pressure it may be, all the BB boys go, whatever. <laughs> okay, la, the, Christ, the, the church people help me, huh? Whatever. All right. <laughs> whatever pressure it may be, right, you will not break, you know. You will not break. You will not break. You, 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 you. All of us will not break because, right, we have the confident assurance in God. So I, I read that. I went, awesome, God. We should not be afraid. We should not fear. But why is it that the word, right, so many times tells us to not be afraid, to not fear, 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 do not fear, be strong and courageous, do not fear. And sometimes we look like we're really strong, right? Today, uh, I've, I've done youth, youth ministry for about, since I was 14, they, they chucked me as a cell leader in our small little church. I'm like, oh, I'm dying. How am I going to lead like other people? And for the last 15 years in leading different people, I've come to notice a few changes. One of the changes is this. In the past, girls used to be very, very uptight and conscious about their appearance. They'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today, boys have taken it a whole other notch. I have a bunch of youth guys, right? We are... Joanne, you feel me? Boys, it's okay. I, we go to dinner, right? And I used to be the girls very fussy one. I don't want the spring onion. I don't want the laksa. It's too oily for my skin. The tea zone, right? But now, right, the boys are the one. The girls are like, hey, whatever lah. We eat lah, we eat lah. The boys are like, no lah, bro. I'm trying to like shred, bro. I'm trying to like cut down, you know. I got to eat like no cups, brown rice, you know. A breast meat, boiled, steamed, not fried. I'm like, whoa! And then when we all want to go out for supper, hey, bro, cannot lie, I need to hit the gym, you know. Yesterday, I didn't hit the gym. It's like, hey, hashtag gains, gains, gains. And it used to be all the girls' selfie posts, right? They're like, eh, 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 right? Now it's all the boys, no. And then they'll try to act holy. They'll just throw some random verse. I'm like, how does that verse even, like, tie in with your muscles? But uh, some of the boys are like, altar call for me right now. Um, and it's true, a lot of the guys do that today. Um, and I, 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 have no, I, I don't condemn it. I'm like, hey, do whatever you want to do. But I always tell them, I always like, come here. You know that, that, that muscle of yours, one day it's going to fade. A woman wants to marry a strong man inside. Come on. They're like, okay, okay, okay. And then take more pictures with more verses. <laughs> no, but, 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 but boys, you know, sometimes we, we try to we look the part. You know, we may be strong on the outside. Uh, some people don't do that. They, they wear other badges. Maybe they take their pride or they take their security in their grades. They take their security in people's validation, in people's opinion about them, in people's thoughts about them, what people have said. Uh, We take our security in our friends' words. Uh, Maybe it's money, finances. All of us, we trust and we rely on different things. But this anchor and this logo that you wear and that you carry says, right, the one thing that will not break under any pressure is God. This is your hope and your confident assurance. Not the muscles, not the grades, not the money, not what your friends think about you, not even your reputation. But the one thing that will not slip under any pressure and will not break is this hope, this confidence, assurance, God, Jesus Christ. We live in a time where um, we are moved and we are motivated by a lot of fear. Truly. You know, a lot of the things of why we do what we do is because of fear. 
When I was secondary school, I don't go to school on time because I'm like, I cannot wait to learn today. Math teacher, tell me more about algebra, right? You go to school, oh, I died, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't want to get cane or I don't want to get whatever, right? You go to school because you don't want to get caught, right? When you are, when your mom says, hey, Isaac, come now eat dinner, you're like. Oh, I cannot wait to eat my mother's curry chicken. It's going to be so beautiful. You might ignore if your mother is nice. And then your mother says, Isaac! They're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. We're moved and motivated by a, a lot of times fear, right? You go and take a test, um, and you don't take a test to go, oh, ah, I want to see how much I've improved, right? Uh, you go like, wow, if I fail, uh, my mother or my father will beat me. Oh, I'm very scared. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, like, can I see your own one? Right? We're so moved and motivated by fear. And we've been so conditioned. And, and in Singapore, there's a lot of things that are like that. There are a lot of rules. Even MRT, right? Yellow line behind. Well, I might do one. Okay. You know, it, we're so fearful when you spill a bowl of soup on yourself. I, I have done it before. When I, I spilled something before, I don't even care if I'm burnt, no. Hey, what embarrassing soul, you know. We're so like conscious. But then the word of God says, no, he's, he's not called us to live a life like that that is plagued and driven by fear, but instead to be run and driven by love, power, and sound mind, right? That's it in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and sound mind. And the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10, 10 says that he's here to steal, kill, and destroy any love any power, any sound mind. And he wants you to be a people of fear. Uh, last week, we, we, you know, there's a lot of uh, parliamentary debates going on and everyone's talking about it. Uh, but one of the speeches that I really noticed was the one by one of the NMPs. Uh, I think her name is, I can't remember her name, but I know she's the director of the Thought Collective. Um, and, she, and she mentioned this. She said that she went to interview many young people from 18 to 35 years old, and millennials, all of them included, and she said when she asked them about what people think about the future of Singapore, she said the one common word that kept appearing was this word called uncertainty. Uncertain, uncertain, uncertain. And how many people have been led by this constant fear? And more than what she says, I look at the Word of God, and the Word of God says, right, no, we are not meant to live a life built on fear, built on like, oh, I'm being afraid if I get caught. Can you imagine a life constantly led by these things? But we should be a life, right, that is led by love, power, and sound mind. And maybe the idea of like, but Isaac, you expect me to leap into my exam hall, like, yeah, yeah, you know, to like do everything. Well, maybe now it's a little bit hard because we've been conditioned in a way to be driven by fear. But as you spend time in the presence of God and you receive from God, for He has given us not a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and sound mind, you begin to see, eh, your life begins to change. You begin to behave things and do things differently. What voices do you listen to? What words do you listen to? You see, when, when you are fearful, when things are uncertain, we're very quick to listen to many things. We're very quick to listen to maybe the thing that gives us the quick fixes. Uh, sometimes why, and I've noticed why a lot of uh, youths, why we're always like trying out these different things and new things is because there's an element of fear, but it's masked with pride. The, the older generation say, ah, yo, these young people nowadays, they think they know everything, you know, they don't want to listen to us, they want to do their own thing and all that. But a lot of what we have is fear. I see all of my, all of my youth and young people, the minute they finish uh, JC or poly or even secondary school, they are like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? How much am I going to make? 
And they would try to mask it with pride. Let me try to do this. They try to find the security and their worth. But it's only found in one person, which is exactly this anchor, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. This hope, this confident assurance that under whatever pressure, it will not break, it will not slip. And when you are unsure and you're fearful, you tend to listen to so many different voices. As simple as this, it could be as simple as a test, right? You're doing your test and then fear creeps in. Now, you remember two years ago when your kid, your mother said, boy, if you ever try to cheat in your exam, right, I will pull your ear. Okay, example, right? But then while you're during the exam hall and fear grips you, right, all of a sudden that voice that says, never mind, just cheat a little bit. It's okay, whatever. No one's really going to know. And when fear creeps in, you begin to listen to so many other voices and you lead your life by fear and all these voices can grab you. And that's what the devil is here to do, to steal, kill, and destroy. But the next verse is, but Jesus came right to bring us and give us abundant life. But when we are so plagued with fear, we're distracted by so many different voices. Um, in, the, in, in the Bible, there's a, there's a verse that says this, right? In, in Psalms, no, no, not in Psalms. In John chapter 10, the same verse that says about the, the devil, the thief is here to steal, kill, and destroy, right? But it says, right, that God, right, is a good shepherd. That Jesus, right, is a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And he says, those who can recognize my voice will follow me. Those who can listen to my voice will follow me and I will lead them. And he talks about in John chapter 10, he talks about how, right, there are sheep, right, in a pen, right? And he says, the stranger and not the shepherd, the one that is here to steal, kill and destroy, will not come through the front gate, will try to creep in and try to steal. But if the sheep knows the voice of their shepherd and their master, they will not care or will not give attention to the voice of the strangers. But they will only hear the shepherd's voice and they will move. And the, vo- and the shepherd will come through the gate and the shepherd with his voice, because the sheep recognize the voice, will lead them to green pastures. And we read this in Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. He leads me and he brings me to green pastures. Let me lie down in green pastures. But when we don't know the voice of the Lord, we don't know the voice of God, we're going to jump at every other voice that comes our way. Oh, hey, but that sounds good, but Isaac. Hey, hey, that, that teaching sounds great. Hey, what they showed on TV was really good. Hey, what my friend said was really good. Hey, actually, this money thing is quite good. Hey, actually, this future prospect is really good. This, this, this. And you will find yourself running around in circles nonstop. And we see a generation that's like that. Running around nonstop, not knowing. And they try all these different things, but they end up with no peace, no love, no hope, no truth. They might have tons of money in their hand. They've got like biceps the size of like my body maybe. But there is no anchor, no confident assurance, no hope. Because they don't know the voice of the Father, the voice of the Good Shepherd that loves, that knows the number of hairs on your head, that while you sleep watches over you, loves you, loves you so much, sends His Son to die on the cross for you and to walk with you. I'm going to share two stories and then we're going to close. Um... The first story I want to share, and I think we know this, this story quite well, but I want to share it anyways because I feel like this story talks so much about courage and not fearing. And it's a story of David and Goliath. Do you know the story of David and Goliath? Basically, David and Goliath is this, you don't know? Okay, I'm going to share with you. Sean, right? Oh, sorry, what's your name? Oh, Sean. Brian, okay. David and Goliath. So basically, this is a story, okay, I, I, I will summarize it. David and Goliath, two camps. Okay, the good camp, the bad camp. Now, out of the bad camp, Goliath, this huge guy is about three meters tall. 
Okay, he's about slightly taller than me. I'm about 1.86, okay? Three, <laughs> ouch. Three meters, right? He's super tall. And uh, he goes to this city. He goes to the good camp at the, at the front line, at the enemy line. He goes, Oi! Come and fight me, bro! Like Tatya! Oi! Right? And so all these soldiers, right? They are trained soldiers. They are scared. The word of God says they are cowering. They're like, hey, whoa, whoa, yeah. Right? And then the Bible introduces a shepherd. All right? His name is David. And David is taking care of the sheep that his father told him to tend. And then the father says to David, Oi! Not oi lah. Bro. Hey, bro. Son. Go and, go and bring some food to your brothers. And so David faithfully grabbed all his stuff. He went. He took care of the sheep. Put it in the pan. Take up all of them. He went and he brought food to his brothers. Now when he was there, he heard. He heard the call of Goliath. This huge man... They kept tormenting them. Worthless cow, come on, fight me. Come on, come bring. Am I not worthy enough? Come and fight me. The voice of doubt, fear, anger, rage, just going on and on. And so David hears upon this, and, and, and people are talking. Even the, the, the soldiers are like, hey, 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 have you heard? Wow, look at that man. And everyone's talking, all these different voices. So he hears so many voices going around. And people were listening to these voices because they don't know the voice of the Father. They're listening to voices of fear, voices of doubt, voices of intimidation. And then David came and said, what's going on? He asked his brother, and then his brother says to him, Oi, you don't come here. I, I, I know what you're trying to do. You want to just make a spectacle of this whole thing? You want to be capable all that? Please just go back and do your thing. And the brother was like, David was like, what do you mean? I'm just... I'm just asking, I'm going to find out. And so he went on to find out. He didn't even listen to the voices of insult. And he went, and then later on, he found out, oh, this is Goliath. And he's like, okay, I'm going to fight him. He goes to Saul. He says, hey, let me fight this giant. Let me fight this Goliath. And then Saul says, you are nothing. When you are charging this, this man, even before you are born, this man was already fighting. You can't. You can't do it. Another voice of intimidation. Another voice of doubt. Another voice of fear. But David, as you see him begin to pluck courage, you realize that he is constantly listening to a voice that is far greater than the sound that's around his head, but it's the voice of the Father and the voice of God. And he says, no, let me fight him. So, okay, Saul eventually gave in. They tried to put an armor on him, but it didn't fit. And he went. He went with his five stones and his slings, and he went... And he's approached Goliath. Goliath goes on to insult him. Am I a dog that you throw me a stick like that? What kind, of, what kind of man is this? And David was not moved. He was only, in fact, moved to go forward to attack Goliath. And so he goes and he says this, You may come at me with spears, swords, and all these things, but I come at you with the name of the Lord. And we see how... Well, everybody is measuring the size of their problem, which is Goliath. They could name all the armor, his height. They could tell what he was wearing. David was only interested in measuring the size of God. Because only in light of God did Goliath no longer look three meters tall, but nothing compared to God. And exactly as that logo says, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, this hope, this confident assurance and that's what he had, whatever the pressure may be. I will not slip. I will not be broken because God 
is with me. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Be strong and courageous because the Lord God goes with you wherever you go. And so he goes and he tackles Goliath and Goliath's dead. Now, this is not a cute story. This is truth and this is real. This is the father that you serve and the father God, right, that loves you absolutely. Absolutely. And I pray that in your time and service in BB, you would come and you would even approach your, your officers and your Christian education class. Don't, don't go there, wow, 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 okay, I better be on time. I don't have to do push-ups. Do they still do push-ups? All right. All of you, no. <laughs> not because you need to do push-ups, not because of all of that, though these are important things of discipline. You need to go say, hey, I want to find out about this God that they're talking about. It's not fairy tale. It's not folk tale. This is truth. And this is a God that absolutely loves you. And I want to tell you guys, you might think that you're here for a, a service, a special BB service. I just want to tell you right now, this is not coincidence. This is God putting you right here, right in this place, to hear about how much He loves you and for you to begin to recognize the voice of the Good Shepherd, that you will not find yourself in all of your life in the future, even as you grow up, when you're 17, 18, wondering what to do when you're in the army, when you're in university, or you're in the workforce, and you're going, I I've been running around so much, and I, I don't find hope, I don't find peace, I don't find truth anywhere. It's time to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. And says, God, only you will lead me into green pastures. Do not be a person that is driven or motivated by fear. Because God didn't come to give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. I've got five minutes left, and I just want to share a little bit of a story of my journey, um, of my little Goliath moments. Um, there are many, that, but I just want to share one, which is um, the one that uh, Pastor recently talked about. I, I recently joined a singing competition called The Voice Singapore in Malaysia. When I was 14 years old, I'm like this short now, right? I'm like even, like 14, I'm probably like, I don't even know. Oh, I was short enough that my friends used to, right, to measure my heart, right, they get the large popcorn from Cathay and they would stack it up. And like, oh, you're about three popcorns high now. <laughs> um, friends, you love them, right? Um, I'm still with them to this day, but hi, I'm a bit taller. Now they got to throw a one cup, you know, you're yeah, like three popcorn size and one, one Coca-Cola cup. Uh, uh, and I was this really small boy, and, and I heard God say to me, and, and you say, hey, Isaac, how do I listen to the voice of God? God speaks through people. God speaks through the Word. I've heard of people who hear His audible voice. God can speak through visions and impressions. And for me, one of the ways that God spoke to me was through a vision. I remember 14 years old, I prayed. I said, God, there are so many things at school and all that, but what is it that you want me to do? Because in the Bible, you said that I am your masterpiece. I'm not second grade. I'm not a substitute. I'm not worthless. I'm not just one of the human beings. I'm not NIRC number S88360. Mm -mm, J, right. I am your masterpiece. And so I said, God, your word says in Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, it says that, Lord, you have called me for a good work. What may this good work be? And God showed me a vision of me in a radio station playing Christian music. Now, anybody here would know that's not really possible here, okay? Maybe you could have a rap song with like vulgarities, all that, and then one of them says, Jesus Christ, that's probably the closest, <laughs> Right? And I said, okay, God, but as a 14-year-old boy, when I was younger still, I have not been plagued by the economy or, or money or what you can and what you cannot do with so much childlike faith, which the Bible calls us and tells us to do and to be, to have childlike faith. I went to my pastor, 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 I am going to start a Christian radio station. And any good 
pastor will go, I believe you, brother. Uh, you tell you, uh, you are going to start uh, a Christian radio station. So I was like, yes! Uh, I'm going to skip a lot of the stories. Um, I'm at SEC 4. I was a normal academic in SEC 2, SEC 3. I jumped to Express. And then for all levels, all those taking all levels, this is a, a thing for you. Bless you, brothers. Um, I got third, I've got 42 points for all levels. It doesn't work like PSLE where the, where the points are higher is better, right? You got to get low. Figure that, that out in prelims. I got 42 points and I went, oh, Lord! My father's like, oh, Lord! My mother's like, I'm going to beat you, right? And I, and I just said, okay, God, I, I really messed up, but I know you want me to do this mess come thing, so, so please open the door and pave the way. The principal called my father to the office. We had to sign a document at that time. You cannot complain, no social media to take photo. I'm sure if I took photo of that document, it would have gone viral. My principal got sacked. But she wrote a document that says, when, not if, when Isaac fails, he will not come back to this school. She prophesied on me, holy. Uh, came from a Christian school, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and you know what? I pray, I say, God, I'm so sorry, please. I repent, I repent. I promise, and a lot of us have made that prayer before, before your exams. I'm sure you all make this prayer. God, if you help me, I promise I'll do anything for you. <laughs> and God, who knows you're lying, goes like, it's okay, boy, I'm going to give it to you. So I say, God, I promise you, I tell you, right, if you let me go into my poly, right, I will bring the gospel for you. He gave me 12 points in the end. By God's grace, seriously. And during the whole examination, I wanted to give up. There were times I just said, there's no way. I didn't finish my social studies paper. I didn't write one, uh, uh, the SBQ. I didn't f finish one structured essay question. My art, I only finished half the drawing block because when I draw, I will color at the same time. I'm just strange that way. I, only halfway through and then the, my, 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 my art teacher was like, oh, pants down, everybody stop. And I used charcoal. So I started wiping my eyes. And I looked like some like, depressed emo girl because like, all my eyes were black and everything. And, and I, I, I was so sure I was going to fail. You know, I went to my parents and said, I think you've got to send me overseas. I'm going to start working dramatic. I blame my Indian side. So dramatic. Um, and then in the end, I got 12 points. I saw the grace of God. And guess what happened? When I went to Pauli, did I bring God to Tomasic Pauli? No. I ran far away. I went to my pastor. I think I need to step down from leadership. I feel like you guys are like so stuck in your church. I was really an arrogant person, but it was fear talking. You know, because I feared and I began to doubt God's promises. I went, is this God really legit? Is he more than just a poster above the urinal? Is he more than just this talk? Is he more than just a book? Is he more than just what the Christian education teachers are teaching? And I got tired. I got attracted by all the other voices, and I began to shout out the voice of the Good Shepherd. Long story short, I messed up. I get drunk on the floor. I'm just completely a waste. And you know what? If you read one of the stories in the Bible, it says, right, oh, that God is such a Good Shepherd, right, that if he finds one of his sheep missing, he will put the 99 in the pen, and he'll come out and search for that one. And that's what God did. God searched me out when I was on a humanitarian work. And he says, Isaac, where are you? Where are you going? I'm coming after you. It's a, uh, an amazing song. Uh, it's called Reckless Love that's playing right now on Spotify. You can search it up. And it talks about how God right, will leave the 99 just for you. And he'll come and find it. And it says, right, I don't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. Still, you gave your love away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. He found me. He arrested me. He says, Isaac, come back. I gave my life back to him. And from 14 all the way to now even, I would go for tons of auditions trying to bring God into the media industry. And it will always feel, I can't go into the nitty-gritty details. Uh, I don't have a lot of job opportunities. Every time, they would say, Isaac, you are too short. You are too dark for a Chinese. You're not dark enough for an... And this is literally the industry. You know, and you can't speak Chinese. And you da 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 Non-stop. You know, these, these words of discouragement, constantly, constantly, constantly. 
You know, um, and, and, and all the time, every time I pray, God says, Isaac, I have a calling for you. Do not be afraid. You are my masterpiece. Do not be afraid. And I had to trust and rely in God's word. Um, finally, a, a singing competition comes up. It's called Final One. It's a local singing competition. And I decided to join it. I just went, okay, let's, let's see how it goes. I never started singing until I was 21, where, where, where there was a shortage of worship leaders in church. And they said, Isaac, could you serve? And I was a drummer then. And I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it, yo. So I went up and I just started worship leading. Um, and, and God um, honored my obedience and my availability because God's more interested in your availability than your ability. And that's the kind of God that you serve. He doesn't look on the outward. He looked right in the heart, right at your heart. You know, and, and I, I joined this singing competition. Season one, I made it to top six zero, and I got out. Second season came, and I was like, I don't want to do it. God I was like, no, 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 son, don't forget. I'm going to use you powerfully in the media. Go and do it. So I, I tried again. I made it all the way to top 16. And then at top 16, I got eliminated. So top eight went in. Top eight of the losing eight got out. Um, but any good reality program has a twist and a plot twist. And it says, okay, but the eight of you, we want actually top 10. So the eight of you, you're going to fight for the last two positions. But you have to sing uh, 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 either a, a Mandarin, a Tamil, uh, uh, a Malay song. Now, you guys who are full Chinese, some of your Mandarin is terrible, right? I am half Chinese. It's like non-existent. I took basic Chinese and I got U grade. That's how bad it is. And I went, there is absolutely no way I'm going to pass. I'm, not, I'm going to make it through. But see, the voice of intimidation comes. The voice of, you know, the devil steal, kill, and destroy to make me make decisions out of fear. And if I made a decision out of fear, I would have quit and go, there's no way. But I say, God, you know what? I can trust you. I heard this thing called tongues, right? You give the gift of tongues. Lord, I pray for the gift of tongues. And if you read the word, there are many different spiritual gifts. It's like kind of like X-Men, just way cooler and it actually happens. It's not a cartoon. Go read it, okay? Christian education, over to you. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I went, I Googled this. I tell you, Google is amazing, right? I Googled great Chinese songs to sing, right? And it came out a long list, Jay Cho, Hu, He, Ha, He, Shu, Shu, Ha, He. I was like, I can't do that. I finally hit this song called Wo Yuan Yi. Wo Yuan Yi Wei Ni, Wo Yuan Yi Wei Ni, Wo Yuan Yi Wei Ni. See, Wang Ji Wo, I don't know, something, right? And I go, hey, that song really clicked in my heart and my spirit. And I went, okay. So I begin to learn the song. I print out the honey pinging. I write everything very quiet. You know, I write the meanings. And then I went, this song is crazy because this song says I'm willing to give up everything. Forget my own name only for you. And I went, this is not for a girl. Come on, this is for God. I later go on and found out it's actually a Christian writer that sang it for God. And I went, okay, I learned it. I'm walking around just singing it, singing it. I go for the show. Uh, long story short, I, 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 I sang they didn't think I was going to get through. Uh, they made a decision last minute. They let me through into the winning 10. I, eventually, I made it to the top four. Uh, but what was interesting about the whole experience is that because we, I was part of the losing eight initially, initially the, the program actually signed a contract with 987FM that the losing eight must go to give an interview with Joachim Gomez. So I said, okay. I said, Isaac, never mind. Even though you win really right, but because you lost initially, you need to go for the interview. So I went for the interview, and at the interview, Joachim Gomez goes, hey, I'm so sorry, everybody, everybody. You're actually supposed to sing a song, but we forgot to tell you guys. Can you just sing your favorite song? And I'm like, my favorite song? He said, yeah, any song. I'm like, any song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look around, right? There are no big board directors, no media cop staff, only Joachim Gomez, who is young enough to be fooled. <laughs> So I grabbed my guitar and I said, like, hey, what song is this about? And this is already recorded. 
I want to sing this song called He Loves Us. Oh, what's this song about? This song is about God and how His love is faithful. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, okay, okay, that's good. I'm like, you're going to get fired, bro. <laughs> uh, but he didn't because God's grace was on him. And I sang, right, He Loves Us on national radio. He loves us. Talk about the great, amazing love of God. And you can YouTube that as well. He loves us. And God just opened, paved the way. And even, you see, right, a lot of us, right, as Christians, right, we always forget the goodness of God. You know, in that moment, right, you think, wow, Isaac, didn't you at this crying moment, you go, wow, look at you doing what, what God told you when you're 14. I did not realize it until about a year later. While I was preaching at some church and I was playing the video and I was sitting down, right, and then God says, woohoo. I'm like, what's up? Do you remember that 14-year-old vision? Why? At that church, right, I couldn't even talk. I was like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, God, you're so good. And you know what? God is greater than any insurance plan or any career plan that people can talk to you about. God knew all this, and right, it says, right, for uh, his, his plans to prosper us, to give us a future and a hope. To give us a future and a hope. While people say, hey, the, the future of Singapore is uncertain. Maybe your life, you go, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm not a very brilliant person. God says, I know the plans for you. Come and ask me. Because I'm your shepherd and I'll lead you. Stop running around to all the other voices and don't move by the voice of fear. And then, I finished that, got opportunities to go into girls' home, boys' home. And then, later on, someone said, Isaac, Isaac, do you know that the voice, Singapore and Malaysia is coming? And I went, oh, that's great. And God said, Isaac, I want to use you. I'm going to use you. Now, what was even cooler, that before this voice thing came out, there was a prophecy that says, Isaac, you are going to be like a voice to the nations. I went, okay, la, I don't know what that means, but the voice sounds like a good opportunity to go. So I went, I go to, I go to the website, right? And I'm going to finish up in about two minutes. Uh, I, I go to the website, and the voice, right, competition is all in Mandarin. In, to me, it's like coding, right? I'm not a computer science person. I'm like, what is this, right? And it's all in Mandarin. I went, how? Once again, see, fear. But the good shepherd says, Isaac, I will lead you. You will, you will feast in the presence of your enemies. My enemies is all my Chinese teachers. I'm like, how am I going to feast? How am I going to do well? No way. And then God says, Isaac, do you remember Moses? He said that he didn't, he, he didn't speak with eloquence. He was a stutterer, but I gave him the words to speak. Do you believe that, that, that I will give you the words to speak? And I went, all right. So I signed up for The Voice, Singapore, Malaysia, a Chinese singing competition. And I went, at least I know how to write my own Chinese name, Wong Yitian. So I keyed that in and I sent. And I went to this show only knowing one Chinese song. Guess what song is that? Wo Yuan Yi. So I go for the audition, there's like 10 people, Universal Music, people from Malaysia, Astro producers, Starhub producers, 10 judges. And I go there, I went, hmm. And all of them are, all the Chinese singers, la, shi, yo, shi. And then I go there, and I sing, well, you're an e well, you're an e And then they say, Isaac, you need to stand by another song. And I went, <laughs> So I knew one really good song in English. I, you know this Carrie Job song called, uh, you are good, you are good, you are good, and your mercy is forever. In Chinese, Then I googled, And that's it. Then I stopped. Then they went, is that all? I'm like, yeah. And then they spoke to me in Mandarin. I didn't even understand. I just went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then later, the producer came up to me and says, Isaac, when do you write that song? So I said, what song did I write? Oh, that you are good song. I said, no, I didn't write that song. Then why do you say yes to us? I said, I don't understand what you all are saying. And I was genuine. I said, that's really, you know, um, what is so incredibly crazy, guys? What's so incredibly crazy? Um, 
I get through every round. In every round, I always tell them, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what is happening. Uh, you cannot ask me for a song choice. You just got to give me the song. They will keep giving me the song. I'll go back two weeks. I'll learn and I'll prepare. Because you know what? As when you're walking with God, you got to trust Him. He says the rod and His staff is here to guide and lead you. And I says, okay, I will learn. I will trust. I, I discipline myself. Um, I make it through and through and through and through and through and through and through. And every time, if you watch the show, uh, they have great video editing skills. Every time the judges are talking, I don't understand a word. There was one time, one of the judges, Ting Tang, uh, she, she, she said something back to me. And I didn't understand what she was asking me. So I went, And they were all like, what is he doing? Uh, but thank God for no live TV. Um, but you know what? You know what's even funnier? When I went to this show, right, God spoke to me and God said, Isaac, whatever it is, you have to pick the third chair. Your coach is going to be the third chair. I went for the show. So we had, we had, we had rounds before the actual live show. I went for the show. In the end, all four judges turned by the grace and the mercy of God. I picked the third judge. And my third judge was Chalka. It's this uh, guy, Gary. He's, he's quite popular in Malaysia, now in, uh, now in Taiwan and China. And he speaks really good English. So he, every time after the show, would sit me down and talk with me. Long story short, I make it all the way to the grand finals of The Voice. A guy that only knew one Chinese song. And these this speaks about, right, the kind of good shepherd, right, that no matter the obstacle or the circumstance, he will bring you to the green pastures that he needs to bring you through. He will prepare you a meal, right, in the presence of your enemies. He can do anything. And that's a God you serve. Uh, many people don't know this story. Uh, when I went to the competition, I thought God was going to make me do something, like, on a global scale or whatever, and things are happening now. But I found out in the end when I went there, God was sending me to speak to my coach, his name is Salka, a very, very broken and lonely man. Uh, I don't have time to share that story now, but one day during a music recording in Taiwan, God's presence broke out, and this is the reality of who God is. I'm sitting down, I'm worshipping. God's presence breaks out in the music studio. People are weeping, my coach is weeping. And then at that night when I was in the home playing my guitar, he lies down beside me and he says, I'm here and I want to give my life to God. And my coach right now is, 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 uh, gave his life to God. He's still resting with a lot of things, but this is only the glory of God. I didn't even share with him about the gospel, but we just brought Jesus to his life. There were times that God says, Isaac, pray for Gary, because he was having some anxiety attacks. And when I went to pray for him, I was really scared at first. Like, but you know, it's so strange, right? What if this non-Christian doesn't like it? And I just said, never mind. I prayed for him, right? And in my heart, I said, God, would you break the chains of this man? When I left that hotel room, right, he later finds me. He says, Isaac, Isaac, I'm scared. I said, what's going on? He says, after you left, when you prayed, right, my anxiety left and the chains on my wrist, right, fall off. The screws came out. What does that mean? In my heart, I was like, oh, the glory of God. I just went, hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I began to see that God's shaping it. Now, people look at me, Isaac, you're 30 years old. What do you mean you're starting in the industry? You don't know Chinese songs. I just got a call yesterday from uh, the Sing China director. He says, hey, can we meet you uh, two weeks' time? And I tell you, this is what God would do if you would trust Him. I don't know what's going to happen. You want me to th you, you throw me in a Chinese show, now you want me to throw me in China? I'm like, hey, you know what? There's one voice to the end of time that I will only listen to. Not even my own voice. Not any show called The Voice. There's one voice and the voice is called Jesus. His voice, the Good Shepherd, leads us through and through. And I pray in your BB time, you will come to hear the voice of God. You will come to hear the Good Shepherd. That you will not run to and fro by fear, shame, guilt, or doubt, but by the Lord God who loves you, who watches over you, and extremely, extremely cares for you. Yeah? Can we just close our eyes as I just close in prayer?
you know, I just want to give an opportunity, and the musicians can come on, and I think you can play uh, forever, you know. Um, for the BB boys here today, um, I'm not here to tell a good story or just to make people laugh. You can find that at any good program on Netflix. But we're here to bring a truth here today. Um, and I just want to give an opportunity for anybody here that maybe you've heard about God. Maybe you're sec 1, sec 2, sec 3, sec 4. There are many times you heard about this person called God, called Jesus. You know, God loved you so much that because we have sinned, we should, we should by right be dead. But God loved us so much, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. That we will no longer be at war with God, but be at peace with Him. That we've come to live an abundant life, not a life driven by fear or pain or hurts of other people or trying to prove our worth. But we're here to live in love. And I just want to give this opportunity, no one looking around, every eye closed. And I pray, if, if that's you today, you will not listen to the voice of embarrassment or paisanus or fear. But if today you hear this, and, and more than that, you know, maybe the last few years, you've been hearing about this God, and you say, hey, I want this Jesus. I want to accept this Jesus into my heart. I want to follow this good shepherd. I follow many different voices. I follow voices of fear. But today I want to listen to the voice of the good shepherd. I want to give my life to God. I want Him to lead me to be the King of my heart. And I want to go with Him. And no one looking around. Or maybe you've not heard this before, but today there's something stirring in your heart. You're hearing, maybe not an audible voice, but your heart is moving, your spirit is moving. Unlike anything before, and you go, I think God is, 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 is making a personal invitation for me to come to know Him. No one looking around. And only if you're ready and you want to, don't be pressured by me. Only if you want to. If that's you and you say, I want to receive God, Jesus into my heart, and the rest of the congregation here as well. Or maybe you ran away from God for a very long time. You've listened to many other different voices and no longer the voice of God. And today you say, I want to rededicate my life. I want to listen to the Father again. I'm sorry for not trusting you in moments of doubt moments of my tough circumstance then no one looking around if that's you would you just raise up your hand right now just lift that hand just keep that hand lifted no one looking around we see those hands just no one looking around and if you raise your hand don't worry about the people around you please this is your moment with God right now don't worry don't look around not today not today don't look around just you and God I'm going to say a prayer and those who raise your hands or maybe you didn't raise your hands but you go I want to say that prayer I want you to repeat after me as we say God I put you the king of my life and the rest of the church we're going to say it together so just repeat after me if you raised your hand or maybe you didn't raise your hand and you want to say that God I'm sorry for the things I've done and I want to follow you and church Let's pray together with them. Dear God, we thank you for today. Lord, I know you are speaking to my heart. God, 
I find myself chasing all kinds of things, trying to prove myself, sometimes listening to the voices of fear, doubt, shame, discouragement. But God, today, I hear the voice of a good shepherd, a God that loves me, that forgives me, that walks with me, that says I am his masterpiece. Lord, I do not want to live my life in constant fear. I do not want to live my life in constant fear, to do things, to make decisions out of fear. Lord, you have given me not a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Today, I accept you into my heart. You are the king of my heart. I believe you paid the price of sin on the cross for me, and I am forgiven forever. I confess of all the wrong that I've done and I decide to follow you. Thank you for loving me, for being patient with me, for being with me wherever I may go. I accept you, Jesus, into my heart. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And before I go, I just want to make a prayer for people that maybe there's a lot of fear in your heart. Unspoken, outwardly, you look like you've got everything together, but inside your heart is a little bit of turmoil. And I just want to pray before I pass it back to Pastor. And so we just close our eyes. Daddy God, I just want to thank you for everybody that's in this hall. And I know that, Lord, it's not by coincidence. Lord, you are such an intentional God. Uh, we as Singaporeans know how to plan and know how to strategize so much. But Lord, if there's a mind that is great with strategies and plan and is the most intentional person, God, it is you. And Lord, I know that you brought us here to listen to the word. And God, I pray for every single person here that may have fear in their hearts. Lord, your word says on and on so many pages. So God, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not fear. Lord, it is not your desire for us to live a life filled with fear, plagued with fear for our life to be stolen, killed, or destroyed, for our joy to be robbed away. But Lord, we need your help because we are weak, oh God. Lord, in our own strength, in our own might, and in our own understanding, we can't seem to comprehend or to trust at times. So God, I pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for a perfect love that will cast out every single fear in Jesus' name. And God, I pray, oh God, Lord, like Psalms 23, oh God, Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in one. That, Lord, you will lead us, oh God, through the darkest of valleys, oh God, Lord. Lord, you will lead us through, oh God, Lord. And that surely, as your word says, oh God, Lord, surely goodness, mercy, and love will follow me all the days of my life. 
I'm sorry that I pursue the success of God, Lord, when your word says it will chase after me as I pursue you. So, Lord, I'm turning my eyes and my attention to you, not to my circumstance, not to my results, not to my bank account, not in the words of other people, not at the state of my life or friendships or relationships, but, Lord, to what your word says about me and to who you are. So, Lord, we command every fear to go in Jesus' name by the perfect love. We thank you that you love us so much. And you're always patient. You're always kind. You're always good. You keep no record of wrong. You're not boastful. You are gentle. Daddy God, we love you so much. We thank you so much. Be here, God. Rest in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Isaac, for a very timely, encouraging word from the Lord. For those of you who have raised your hand, the Lord knows who you are and the Lord wants to minister to you. So if you are BB boys, please talk to the officers personally. If you are not a BB boy or a guest today, dedicate your hearts. Please come and talk to the leaders or talk to me, any of the pastors here. We want to continue to encourage you. We want to close in prayer with the songs and after that, they will have a colour, the baby flag, march out. Let us rise to sing this song. It's a song of prayer called the BB Vesper. Boys. Forgive our sins of thought and deed, and in thy peace thy servants keep. We thank thee for the day that's done. We trust thee for the days to be. Thy love we learn in Christ thy Son. Oh, may we all His glory see. Amen. Please remain standing. We have the colour much out. storms of life when the clouds unfold their winds of strife when the strong tides lift and the cables shrink will your anchor drift or firm remain we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure Fastened to the rock which cannot move Ground of firm and deep in the Saviour's love Will your anchor hold in the straits of fear When the breakers roar and rivets near While the searchers rage and the wild winds blow Shall the angry waves Then your bark overflow We have an anchor That keeps
pray together. Thank you, Lord, for today, for being with us. Thank you for being on our anchor. Thank you that, God, you are steadfast and you are sure. Thank you for truly blessing us and being in our midst. We give you thanks in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you. For the BB boys, uh, please stay back for the photo takings. And after that, we will have a lunch together with our BB, uh, with our church loud gen with the youth ministry. So boys, second one, can you please bring the chairs put at the front here? Do it together.